41, the moon is full. You make love very well. You touch me like I touch myself. I like you, mademoiselle. There's nothing I would rather do than move around just like this. But do I have to dance all night? Do I have to dance all night? Who tell me bird of paradise? Do I have to dance all night? Hello, and welcome to Lenny and Coco, the Leonard Cohen podcast. I'm your host, Ned. And I'm your host, Kinley. And thank goodness we sound normal again. Ah, yes. Crystal clear. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming along for the ride. We thought about doing the whole thing again, but we didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It wouldn't have been good for you. We would have been rushing through it. We, we would have hated it. I mean, we were at the, did I ever love you for Christ's sake? Like that was the last track. Yeah. We didn't notice there was a problem for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> here we are on side B. You can hear us well. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was, um, I don't have like a much of a review to talk about. Okay. I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to call out uh, oh. <laughs> the, the New York Times, Oh, the okay. paper of record for, uh, you know, they like this album. They, okay. They had good things to say. Okay. Guess which song they singled out as the album's major misstep? Mi- you're n- no. <laughs> no. Yes, it indeed. is not Did I Ever Love You. Yes, indeed it is. Get the absolute fuck out of here. Honestly, I think that is like not terribly uncommon in the reviews from the time. I hope really? that's changed in the meantime. I don't really know what people's opinion of this song is. There's not a lot of popular problems discourse around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, wow. Egregious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the entire organization of the New York times is now the enemy of the podcast. <laughs> Truly. And with that. Yeah. Let's move the fuck on. <laughs> we get to my, oh my, my, oh my. Wasn't hard to love you. Didn't have to try. Held you for a little while. My own. My oh my, held you for a little while. My oh my oh my. On this song, Leonard continues to succeed at making his blues <laughs> songs some of the most fun and pleasant numbers in the whole thing. Yeah, it's a it's a cool little trick. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, yeah. It's almost um, like the blues. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is notable for the horns. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally my first note about this song. Another great horn section on this track. No, I love this. This is like... Oh, it's great. Um such a perfect update of the electronic sounds in I'm your man in the future. Like mm-hmm. those were so perfect for their time. Yeah. I feel like these are perfect for this time. I feel like digital horns were really popular in hip hop throughout the two thousands. Yeah. And this is just such a weird, like dinky response to that. Yeah. That 
It's just so charming. Yeah. It's really what it is. It, t- it really is. And combined with the sound that opens this song, I don't even really know. Like, it's kind of, I guess it's a slide guitar, but. I don't know. It's basically, it's just like a suggestion of a slide guitar. Really, <laughs> It's like, it doesn't do anything. It just makes this sound. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like the song. Yes, I it's, do too. Uh, I... It's pretty simple. But yep. No problem with that. No. Drove you to the station, never asked you why. That's literally the the one lyric <laughs> that I wanted to point out. Uh for for no particular reason, honestly. I think I think there's a bit of like never asked you why, like <laughs> it's funny because the immediate was like, never asked you why you wanted me to drive you to the station. Well, it's never asked you why you were leaving. Yeah, yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. I like yeah, it's almost like a Buddhist perspective. Just like I held you for a little while, that was good. Yeah. Then you were gone, and that's okay too. Why the uh, why the inclusion of my oh my? That's well, that's yeah. it's just kind of cute. It's, yeah, it's just like, like oh, I gotta hold you for a little while. That's, my and oh it's my. so good. All you can just like my oh my. Yeah, and yeah. I guess there's a sort of um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a fair statement to make. I think it probably is. It's I think it's also just a uh, an indication of age too. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a little more of an old fashioned day. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I think it's safe I don't to think, say. Uh, 2014, Mac DeMarco wasn't writing <laughs> a song called. Actually, well, I chose I that could, name randomly, <laughs> but know. if there's anyone who could have made him. a song called My Oh My, yeah. it was probably Mac DeMarco. So, actually, I would fucking love to hear Mac DeMarco cover this song. He oh, would, yeah. He would crush it. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Mac, if you're listening, <laughs> which you, I'm sure you are. <laughs> So, yeah, the only thing I can say here really is like you might wish for something to change a little bit, like to take off in the final instrumental section. Oh, sure. I'm thinking of like in banjo, like it ends with like that vocal climb, which yes. is just like a little bit of life coming in. Yeah. And I feel like if there's a problem with this album, it is that <laughs> it's the the songs have these like beats that are made up and they sometimes end up being too rigid to like allow mm. a whole lot of life to come in. Yeah. And maybe you feel that a little bit here when it just does the same thing every time. And it's great. It sounds great. I love it, but yeah, maybe you want something a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Not, uh, not like a super notable one for me. I think it's good, but, um, if you're fine too, I'm good to press on. Yep. All right, then. The next song is a cover of the entire Nirvana album. <laughs> Never mind. The story's told with facts and lies. I have a name, but never mind. Never mind. Never mind. The war was lost. The treaty signed. There's truth that lives and truth that dies. Uh, I, I distinctly remember hearing this one for the first time uh, going through this album and the the two previous songs being Did I Ever Love You and uh, My Oh My. 
this was like a departure and I just yeah. immediately like felt it in my body and I was mm. just like, oh yeah. <laughs> I just started like grooving. Like literally <laughs> like the head, like the peacock move. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Which I'm doing right now in the studio, which you can't see at home. <laughs> in but the uh, studio. <laughs> listen, hey, we're in the studio right now. Ned. Yeah. We're in the, the mental <laughs> studio. Yeah. The studio of our minds. Exactly. But yeah, what do you what do you think? Um cool song. This was apparently the theme song of true detective season two. Oh, I thought, I thought you watched true detective. I watched season one. Oh, okay. And then it ended so poorly. And then, oh. and then they cast Vince Vaughn in season two. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm out, <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't tell me that Leonard Cohen at the theme song. Then maybe I would have watched it. Did you, did you just learn this? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shame. I mean, not that that really would have pulled you to watch it, I imagine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, here we get the second of two instances of Leonard flagrantly mispronouncing <laughs> the word. Oh. <laughs> it's maybe even better this I, time. I think it might be. What, what does he say? He says, uh, and all of this expressions of the sweet indifference some call love, the high indifference some call fate, but we had names more intimate. <laughs> Unreal. I had that written in my notes as into dash M and then the number eight. Oh, excellent. Like I'm a cool skateboarder from a movie in 2002. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, we got another, um, I don't know if this has happened in a while where he sort of uses, um, war like imagery or sort of like as the subject to talk about something personal. Yeah. Since, Do you think it's like, something personal? Uh, well, I guess that's the, I the mean, impression I get. I definitely think there are a lot of ways to read this song. Yeah. So I think that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, for me, I felt like... So yeah, on the surface, these are about being on the losing side of a war. Yeah. But it never really made me think much of like a literal post-war situation. Rather, I connected this to First We Take Manhattan. Both because it's... Oh. I mean, I think first because it has that like dark electronic-y sound like they occupy the same sort of sonic world that's true yeah um and so that made me think this was more of like a cultural war that we're talking about oh okay like he's using the language and imagery of war but it's at least partly in order to talk about the sense of being left behind yeah. by a culture that is overtaking the world but seems so self-evidently wrong and evil mm. and that must have he must have felt that very strongly in 1988 and I can only imagine you feel it more and more strongly right. by 2014. And then especially as we move on after 2014, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that plays out next time. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'd, I would love to hear your take on this too. Um. Oh, well, uh, honestly, that was <laughs> that with this one. That was like kind of all I had. I like this one. It's not like super stand up for me, but it's uh. I like the, the, I certainly like the, um, to borrow a point that, that you have made sometimes in the past. I like where this lands on the album. Mm. I think it was nice to have a little like jolt. Yeah. For sure. A little. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's a really intense song. Um, I feel like kind of like Samson in New Orleans. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily fully have a grasp on it. Yeah. Um, no, me neither. But it's cool to listen to. And there's that really cool uh, Arabic singing yeah. between some of the verses, which is just uh, 
the word peace repeated or some of the translations have it like peace upon peace which is an interesting concept and uh that's just yeah that's a nice counterpoint to these like very dark lyrics yeah or it's just this call for peace everywhere yeah totally yeah very cool yeah yeah well moving on okay next up second last song is uh born in chains i was born in chains but I was taken out of Egypt. Taken out of Egypt. I was bound to a burden. Bound to a burden. But the burden it was raised. It was raised. Lord, I can no longer. Lord, I can no longer keep this secret. At first, I wasn't really sure about this one. Mm-hmm. To be real with you, mm-hmm. um, it just—it seemed like such a literal retelling of this Bible story. Yeah, and it was a little bit like overdone uh-huh in the sound but um it does get more interesting after the first chorus um it goes you know it's it's just been describing the the plight of the jews fleeing egypt uh-huh and then it jumps to i was idle with my soul when i heard that you could use me i followed very closely my life remained the same but then you showed me where you had been wounded and every atom broken is the name Mm. Which is, uh, well, I mean, the idea of being idle with my soul until you discover that your God has a use for you is really interesting. But I also really just like this time jump that's contained in the word Adam. Like we were in biblical times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like ancient, ancient Egypt. And then all of a sudden we're, we're here in the modern world. Yeah. And we have the concept of atoms. Yeah. And... They're still part of God's world. It's still the same story mm-hmm. is still playing out. Yeah. But we just know so much more about the world and are able to, at least from this point of view, see God in all those things that we are discovering about the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which totally. is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And then uh, the next verse is touching also. I was alone on the road. Your love was so confusing. And all my teachers told me that I had myself to blame. But in the grip of sensual illusion, a sweet unknowing unified the name. Hmm. I like that. Like all my teachers told me that I have myself to blame. It's just something everyone can understand just when you're struggling and you just can't like grasp something. But then I also think that the end bit in the grip of sensual illusion, a sweet unknowing unified the name is almost like makes me think of it might be a description of how his Buddhist practices have helped him understand the Jewish God. Oh, which is really cool. Yeah. If fascinating. That is the case. I have no idea, obviously, but just this idea of like, you can try to conceptually understand these things. Like you've seen a serious man, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you try so hard to understand, but like you can't yeah. just like logically understand it. It's God. Yeah, for sure. And it might actually be helpful to adopt a more of a Buddhist uh, philosophy of just accepting that you can't understand things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is this is great. This is this is what I was hoping for that that you would <laughs> come through on this song. Um, this is I, listen for the sake of transparency. This is I think the one time I've ever <laughs> come into a show uh, to to an episode recording, and my one no for the song is I've. <laughs> 
I'm going to let Ned take the lead on this one. <laughs> Admittedly, this half of this half of the album is not my favorite. And like with this one, especially like I just like really didn't. Well, as you can tell by my note, didn't really have like anything to say on it, which is harsh. And like, I don't mean for that to come across as like, I think the song's like bad. It's just um, it, it doesn't really like inspire anything in me. And I didn't really have um, anything to sort of like extrapolate. But you did. And that, yeah, well, and, and I'm glad you but even even though to your admission this was never uh yeah i'm with you this is my least favorite song on yeah here. i think so too um, <laughs> but but yeah i think you know it's leonard cohen there's stuff there yeah yes there is and you found it and you explained it very nicely <laughs> at least an interpretation great well wonderfully done thank you yeah let's close Shall this we, puppy yeah, out go on to the final song you got me singing all right this is a really short album yeah, yeah. This, this might be his shortest album. Yeah, I think it is. You got me singing. Even though the news is bad, you got me singing. The only song I ever had, you got me singing. Ever since the river died, you got me singing. All the places we could. I think this is such a beautiful closer to this album. I think the sound of it's lovely. It it gives me the it gives me the feeling of like you would hear this, you know, uh, uh, more like musically rather than lyrically, but like a band playing this in a bar, and then you're leaving, and then uh, uh, this this friendly like older woman sending you off saying you take care. Now. <laughs> I don't know why I had this sort of feeling, but it's a very like ah. Uh, we're going off into the world after this. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I almost really like this song. And there's just Whoa. something, for whatever reason, it ends up being just fine for me. Do you have any sort of uh, inkling? I mean, it might be that it's too pretty. Okay. I would say across this album, the backup vocals, other than Did I Ever Love You. Certainly. I would not let that pass by. Are not <laughs> my favorite that I've heard on okay. Cohen albums and might be down near the bottom, honestly. Not that they're, oh, they're shit. not bad, but they don't stand out. Like, you know, you think of what stands out, like Tower of Song, um, mm -hmm. Hey, That's No Way to Say Goodbye. So Long, Marianne. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and like uh, Sharon Robinson on 10 New Songs. Yeah. And like Come Healing more lately. Mm-hmm. And here they often feel a little bit perfunctory. Oh. <laughs> and uh, maybe the violin part in this song feels like a little bit unearned. Like it's too much like the obvious choice. Oh, okay. I don't know. It just, and maybe it's coming off of like the, the, the electronic sounds we've been hearing on this. But uh -huh. it just sounds a little not quite right to me. Okay. But I, but I like the song like, like as a song. Um, right. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a really nice, it's a really nice idea. I kind of wish it oh, sounded yeah. more like, um, tonight will be fine. Oh, okay. But yeah, I love like, you got me singing, even though the world is gone, you got me thinking I'd like to carry on. You got me singing, even though it all looks grim, you got me singing the hallelujah hymn. Yeah. I, I mean, who can complain? Yeah. I love, I love the contention of the song. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Really beautiful idea. Um, so it gets points again, not like, yeah, it's in, it's well, I'll actually save that note for the end, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think the song sounds lovely. I did not have 
I, I get where you're coming from with those notes, but I definitely didn't have that feeling, nor do I think I really still have that feeling. I think I think I think I think this is a nice uh closer to the album. Good. And that's all. Yeah. That's <laughs> I do all love I really. um you got me thinking like those people of the past is a really interesting line. Oh, what do you make of that? I don't know, but it's uh most of these lyrics anybody might think these things about their loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, you just make things seem better. Like the world is tough, but when you're around, things are a little brighter. Yeah. And I feel a little better about the world. But then you got me thinking like those people of the past is something more specific. Right. And uh, I don't know, something that appeals to me because I generally think the past was better <laughs> in, right. in many ways. Not always. Yeah. Of course. But uh, I don't know. It's like, and you think about like, uh, I just mentioned, hey, that's no way to say goodbye. And, yeah. you know, in that one, it's got like, um, uh, I don't remember the exact lines, but it's <laughs> like, um, we aren't the only, we aren't the first ones to love. Oh, like yeah. People um, love before us in city and in forest. Yes. Just like this idea of like these feelings are ancient and have been around forever. Yes. And so I tied this to that maybe a little bit. It's just like this love that you make me feel is so pure and good. Yeah, that I feel like I'm just, you know, an uneducated peasant in ancient Greece yeah, or whatever, like a caveman even just like they felt the same way when they fell in love with someone probably as we do. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. I think just like the sort of the sort of simple idea of like it makes me think a little of um, Ned. I'm pretty sure you have. You Have you seen Sullivan's Travels? Yes, but I would really like to watch it again. It's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, but yeah, it makes... Well, oh, I don't know how much I could talk about this because it kind of spoils the ending. But just like this idea that like in the face of adversity that you can... That th- there is still like ways to... Uh, um, that there are positive outlets for mm. like the pain. Yeah. Is what I will say without getting Almost into like detail. Almost like the blues. Oh, it always comes back to the blues. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty nice song. I think so. Good. Good. <laughs> and that's uh that's popular problems. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a interesting sort of strange album cuz overall I like basically every song. Uh-huh. But other than did I ever love you none of them really have that like extra little spark to them that makes it something really great. Like, I think it's a really good album and I have listened to it a lot and will continue to listen to it a lot. Uh huh. But to me, at least it's definitely the weakest of this like final trilogy of albums. Okay. And, uh, just doesn't quite hit the same heights, but I do have an interesting theory about okay. this album and the last one. Uh huh. I don't think it entirely holds together, but, to a large extent, a large enough extent, I think it does. So <laughs> last time we had old ideas mm-hmm. and it has this organic folky instrumentation and a lot of inward focused lyrics. Now you can hear that as a summation of the first half of Leonard's career, the songs era, recent songs, this kind of thing. Oh, okay. And then popular problems. It's sound palette is more like electronic, repetitive, groovy beats 
And the lyrics are a lot more like about the world and they have this cynical tongue-in-cheek worldview. Yeah. Just like I'm your man in the future. Like this is a summation of the second half oh. of Leonard Cohen's career yeah. up to this point, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that means <laughs> in a wider lens exactly, except that like maybe now he's come to terms with where he's been before and he has perhaps cleared the way for what turns out to be his final album. And maybe that's something a little bit different. Interesting. And uh, uh, something a little bit new, perhaps. We'll see. Right. Well, that's a terrific analysis. I really love that. Um, yeah, I would say I, I uh, honestly, like pretty much completely agree with you. Something I was sort of um, uh, surprised to see purely based on um, the annotation, not the annotations, but the descriptions on Genius on multiple songs. It was noted that like this was a very like widely acclaimed album. And like, I don't know how old ideas was like re- received comparatively, but but I definitely found that. Yeah, it's that same it's that same sort of perplexing issue where like I think like all the songs on this are like pretty much baseline good but like I do think I liked old ideas overall more well this feels like even though I fucking love did I ever love you it's one of my favorite songs and that will never ever change (laughs) (laughs) that's just a yeah a permanent asterisk on any comments we make about this album exactly um this one if it's like thinner it's a little bit like Mm, good yeah that's a good word it doesn't have as much weight to it whereas like i'm your man was similar in a lot of ways but it like still carried this weight even though the instrumentation was cheap and Mm. he wasn't you know wasn't talking so much about like biblical issues or or even like personal issues as much yeah but he still found a way to like make it have that same gravity mm-hmm. that we come to Leonard Cohen for. And this one, maybe not quite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you have no choice but to top. I was going to yeah. say top it. That's not the right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This ha- is a top half apparently for me. But, <laughs> but yeah, if I could trade this with I'm your man, I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. And I, I, I think about this like <laughs> a lot. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry, everybody. But you know, well, listen, we're all a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> There's a crack in everything, right? A, uh, is that on I'm your man? No, that's on the future. It's on the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, this is an easier choice for me. I mean, old ideas had to land in the bottom, so this this will be landing in the bottom. I am, I do want to specifically apologize to, to Did I Ever Love You? But otherwise, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I am still hopeful that um, you, yes, finally, the big reveal. I, I, <laughs> that I'm hoping that You Want It Darker will uh, uh, feel right putting it in the top spot. This I is what so. I've been banking on this entire time. And uh it, You'll have to find out next week. Well, not next week. No. But soon. I think, so we've often done in these eras, three albums that the eras make up and mm-hmm. then a live album. Right. In this case, Leonard has already completed his final tour at the time Popular Problems comes out. Uh-huh. So I think it makes sense to do a live album 
Oh, okay, great. Before we do, you want it darker. Oh, cool. So at first, uh, we were we were wondering for a long time, Kinley and I, about, <laughs> yes. about how to handle live in Dublin because it's wonderful. I think it might even be better than live in London. Oh, wow. But it also is so much almost the same as live in London. Uh-huh. So I don't really think, at least at this stage... I don't think we can we can devote a whole episode to it. One day okay. we may. I'm sorry to any fans who love Live in Dublin, but that's just how it's got to be. Them's the breaks. Um, but I really do recommend listening to it, even if you just want to like skip through and uh, listen to the songs that weren't on Live in London. Yeah, that's worthwhile. We've got um, a few things from Old Ideas. We've got Amen and Come Healing and Going Home on there. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then it ends with uh, Save the Last Dance for Me, a cover of that song. Really? So that's fun. Oh, okay. Really, so yeah, it's it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, and it's longer than Live in London, so you get like more than you get so long, Mary. Jesus, on long, there. longer than Live in London. <laughs> yeah, it's a full three hours. Yeah. My God. You get the darkness as well. Oh, yes. But. So what we are going to do next week. Yeah. And I have not listened to this before. Oh. You know, when we listen to Songs from the Road mm-hmm. and I was so excited. I was like, wow, they they made it for me. And then it turned out to not be very good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh. Perhaps. Oh. We have found the good version of Songs from the Road. Okay. I mean, just look at this album cover. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah, so right off the bat, we're in, we know we're in good hands. Go go look up the album cover for Leonard Cohen's "Can't Forget," <laughs> oh a souvenir God. of the Grand Tour, and uh, and get excited. So I mean, just we can we can look at the tracklist. Like this is so much. Uh, this is so much. Better. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we've, oh. we've got some like we've got some covers. We've got some original tunes of Leonard Cohen's that don't exist anymore anywhere else. We've got fucking Night Comes On. We've got I Can't Forget. We're going to have a great time. I hope. Like, like half of these song titles, I don't know. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I, I am uh, I'm hopeful that we'll have a fantastic time listening to Can't Forget, a souvenir of the Grand Tour. Okay. And... If I'm disappointed again, <laughs> then, then, fuck. then we'll just end this right here. <laughs> and you'll never get to hear about You Want It Darker. Oh. No, that's a joke. Okay, good. But so anyway, the point being, next week we are talking about Can't Forget, a souvenir of the Grand Tour. So if you want to get prepped for next week, go and listen to that. We'll be listening. You'll be listening. We'll all be listening. We'll all be listening. We'll all be having a great time. Yeah. Track eight on there got a little secret, by the way, is like the updated version of Feel So Good. So oh. we, we actually have sort of uh, a version of that. Yeah, yeah. That will presumably be uh, acceptable quality yeah. <laughs> for a wide release. What's the opposite of a like a proto? Because <laughs> I don't know what, if you mean I... like after? Well, because I guess I would like, I don't know, because like Feel So Good is the one that everyone talks about. So it feels weird to establish that as the proto version of this. Right. But I guess it is. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's next week. Great. And then, yeah. And then it's the big week. Yes. Okay. All right, then. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, We'll see you next week. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.